last day of this year, then our sermon for the last day of 2023 is looking ahead at 2024, should we live and be alive tomorrow, <coughs> is entitled 2024, it's like 2023, apostasy, disaster, doom awaits us. Now the prophet Hosea lived and preached from 755 to 710 BC, especially to the ten tribes of the north, the ten tribes of Israel that had split away from the house of David after Solomon had died at the beginning of his son, King Rehoboam. Oh, then remember the great cry of apostasy that came from their mouths and rebellion for nearly 200 years already had been. They wanted nothing more to do with the house of David, with Jehovah, the God of David, nothing to do with the Messiah. David epitomized, David spoke of, that would come from the loins of David. <clears throat> no, <clears throat> they wanted an easier God, one which would allow them to enjoy the pleasures of the world as well as later the pleasures of an imaginary heaven. And no, they did not want to be separate from the world or separate from sin like God demands of all of his children. Certainly they wanted to be saved from hell, yes. But they didn't want to be properly saved according to God's word, beatitude word, saved from their sins, from their filth, from their corruption. They didn't want to be holy and to be reconciled with God, whom they had offended so greatly with their sins. <clears throat> no, these ten evil tribes mixed Jehovah with the false god Baal, which promised them all of that in the world and in the heavens falsely. Yes, even though God had so wonderfully and so graciously led the children of Israel out of slavery from Egypt into the promised land, the children of Israel, once there, they proceeded in already apostatizing from God. This will be the 18th different time by the time of Hosea. Oh, what a horrible, sickening cycle of sin was always the same. Israel fell away from Scripture and sinned against God. God sent prophets to warn them, and when they refused to listen, an enemy to conquer and to punish them. <clears throat> that faithful remnant then recognized their sin and repented of it. And God saw their repentance in the fourth place and sent a Savior to free them again. 
over and over and over this same sickening cycle of sin went on in Israel throughout history. And tragically, tragically, it is the same today as we today have an even more corrupt form of Christendom. And we are currently being destroyed by God for the 32nd time again today in this wicked and perverse generation. Oh, just look around, look around. In 29 different ways, we have forsaken scripture, which we hope to preach on if we live into the next year. But now, tragically, the tribes, the 10 tribes to the north, had openly rejected David, as we said, but they still thought, they still thought that they were worshiping Jehovah while they were syncretically, remember that means mixing, also embracing and worshiping the idol Baal, along with the worship of Jehovah. <clears throat> Oh, these ten tribes were so proud of themselves, for they thought they were still good people with good hearts. They thought they were God's children and that he would save them. Yes, even though they had seen 17 times already that God had especially destroyed his corrupt Christian church. Oh, how foolish is man, how dead we are to spiritual things. Yes, all of Israel had been taught out of God's word and from God's prophets and knew that God is a hyper-exceedingly jealous God who will not have any rivals nor any competition for his love, for his creation. Tragically, they counted apostasy as a small thing. Ripping pages out of the Bible meant nothing to them. Burning it in the fire meant nothing to them, as we'll see later in their king. But stubbornly, they still worship the false god Baal on every hill and on every mountain in Israel, mixing heathenism with Jehovah worship. Oh, it was a collision course with God's law, a collision course that would not turn out well for them. Oh, let us fall before God's throne of mercy this morning and beg him to not allow us to fall into such similar great spiritual errors and to teach us the mysteries of faith and save us from this 32nd time of his destruction of Christendom that we are experiencing today. <clears throat> oh, let us pray that we may be in the spirit today, that we may hear the word of God with the hearing of our soul's ears about the awful situation in Hosea's time, that is so much similar to today's time. 
Oh, listen to Hosea 4, verse 1. Hear the word of God, ye children of Israel. For God hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing, and lying, and killing, and stealing, and committing adultery, they break out in blood, touches blood. Therefore, therefore shall the land mourn, and every one that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field, with the fowls of the heavens. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another, for thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet shall also fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt not be a priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people, and they set their hearts on iniquity. And they shall be like people, like priests. And I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doings. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase because they have left off to take heed of the Lord. Whoredom and wine and new wine taketh away the heart. My people ask counsel at, my, at their stocks and their staff declare unto them, for the spirit of whoredoms has caused them to err, and they have gone a-whoring from under their gun. Thus far the reading of God's holy and infallible word. What a warning that comes from God this morning. On the last day of this year, as we hope to begin the new year tomorrow morning, this morning, we're going to try to look at that ancient Christendom in their 18th apostasy already, where God now sends Nineveh to utterly destroy Israel's ten tribes to the north in 722 B.C., 700 years before Christ. Already in the 18th apostasy. Is it any wonder that we are in the 32nd apostasy today? God is destroying Christendom. Just look around. This morning we'll be looking at the historical realities at the time of the prophet Hosea and the long patience and the long suffering and the deep compassion 
that God uses to warn the ten tribes of Israel to return to him, to repent, or he will destroy them. No, God has no delight in the death of any person, but he only desires that we repent and return to him. <coughs> now, in our first point this morning, we will look at the children of Israel's condition at the time of Hosea. In the second point, we will look at God comparing these two spiritual sisters, the North and the South tribes. And in our third point, we will look at the 32nd apostasy of Christendom today that is so overwhelmingly evident today, so overwhelmingly similar to the time of Hosea and each of the other 32 apostasies. Yes, God is angry at his church. Judgment begins at his church for sin done as a Christian or as a Christian church is far, far, far greater than the sins of a heathen. Both are punished in hell, but the bottom of hell is paved with Christians who apostatize. Now in our first point, the sad spiritual condition of the children of Israel and of, of the whole Christian church at the time of Hosea. As we said already, the Christian church of Israel was in the midst of their 18th apostasy because they rejected God, because they rejected his word, because they wanted nothing to do with David's Messiah. Yes, they had made their rebellious intentions clear to Solomon's son Rehoboam when they said, we want nothing more to do with the God of the house of David. We want nothing more to do with David's Messiah. Oh, there they declared their own death sentence. But God still follows after them and tells them to repent. But they said, we will depart and make our own gods. Yes, tragically, all ten tribes walked away from the worship of Jehovah on that awful day. They walked away from the hope of the Messiah, willingly mixing themselves with the Baal God, the heathen God, that God had warned them so earnestly for so many years to avoid. They might not even associate with those who associated with Baal, they might not intermarry with those who were had Baal as their God. But to stamp home their apostasy, they built Baal temples at Dan to the north and Bethel to the south. So the ten tribes would not come to Jerusalem, would not come to the temple anymore. No, here was a rejection of Jesus Christ full and plain and lethal. Oh, the shocking behavior of these ten tribes 
is epitomized where we read about King Ahab and Queen Jezebel who dedicated their lives to promoting their false god Baal and to demoting Jehovah to punish all who worship Jehovah. <clears throat> Still the Lord calls after them to illustrate his faithfulness and his love to his sinning children and even God's willingness to take them back if they but turn from their sins, confess their sins, repent, and take up their cross and follow the Messiah, Jesus of David's house again. <clears throat> oh, God tells the prophet Hosea that he must personally demonstrate to all the people of Israel personally concerning Israel's great unfaithfulness to him. And he does this by telling Hosea he must marry a prostitute, a prostitute named Homer. Oh, yes, just as the people of Israel had apostatized from him, so Hosea has to demonstrate that in his wife, who was prostituting herself to Baal away from God. Yes, Hosea bought Homer as his wife for a price of 17 shekels. And she initially promised to be faithful, but she never changed her sinful ways. Nevertheless, the Lord demanded from Homer that he must remain married to her, must remain faithful to her, to this unfaithful woman, Homer. And they had three children together. Yes, like Hosea's unfaithful wife, the ten tribes, the northern tribes of Israel, were also stubbornly unfaithful to God, refusing to repent as they hardened their hearts against God. God progressively rejected them more and more and more. <clears throat> now God uses the names of Hosea's three children <coughs> to illustrate his ever-growing disgust with the ten tribes and their adultery with their prostitution away from him, their unfaithful corruption from Jehovah, from the Messiah. Over and over in the, those 200 years, he reminded them that their relationship with him was as a jealous God, as a jealous husband over his unfaithful wife. For God said, I am married to Israel. She is my wife, but now she is unfaithful to me. Oh, as we said, it was a collision course. A divorce was coming between God and his unfaithful wife. Yes, God said to Hosea, Name your first child who was a boy, Jezreel, which meant 
I will put an end to sinning Israel unless, unless they repent. Now the second child was a girl named Lahomah, meaning that God would not have any compassion anymore for the ten tribes of Israel to the north. The third child was a boy, was, was named Lamai, which means that God was divorcing from this unfaithful wife. Oh, he would no longer be their God. They would no longer be his people. Their sin was so great, the measure was full. God cut them off and now will send, send the king of Nineveh to destroy them. But Hosea had to remain faithful to his sinning wife. Who can fathom such a horrible marriage where God had struggled so long to repair? But Lahorma grew more and more sinful and corrupt each day. And God was using this illustration to point out clearly to the children of Israel that even though he was their God, their creator, their sustainer, their father, and he was formally married to them, they were highly unfaithful to him and growing more and more unfaithful with each passing hour. Now God's patience and God's long-suffering was full, finished, done, Hosea had to preach to Israel of their great unfaithfulness while he personally had to experience unfaithfulness in his wife, Homer, and all of his neighbors could openly see Homer daily participating in unfaithful sin within this horrific marriage. Yes, Hosea had to watch in painful silence each passing day as his wife brazenly went out into greater unfaithfulness. Just the same as God had to painfully watch the ten tribes of the north rebel in unfaithfulness greater and greater to him every day. <coughs> But the time came, we see, in 722 B.C., 700 years before Christ, the 18th apostasy was completed and God destroyed them. The full measure of God's wrath was reached before God's almighty throne. Israel had sinned themselves out of God's favor, so much so that God said he would not even hear their prayers anymore. And yes, now God sends that cruel country of the Assyrians, the first real terrorists in the world, to conquer all of the ten tribes of Israel and to scatter them, dispersing them among all nations over the entire face of the earth. Yes, these ten tribes, 
were so wicked now God causes them to simply cease to exist. It is unknown to anyone today where the ten tribes were all dispersed to. Yes, while God destroyed the northern tribes, yet for 125 more years, Judah, the south tribe, with Benjamin, did remain faithful to Jehovah. But the time came again when they fell into sin, and they fell further and worse than their unfaithful sister, the ten tribes to the north. <coughs> In our second point, comparing these two sisters then symbolized by their unfaithfulness to their father, Jehovah. In the south, as we said, the tribe of Judah and Benjamin, the two good tribes, for 125 more years would stay faithful to Jehovah alone. And God compares those two groups of his children that he's married to, to two sisters. God named the northern tribes Aholabah and the southern tribes as Aholah. But in his, in his comparison, they could not have been more different. At the time of Hosea, one was faithful to the worship of Jehovah alone, and one was not faithful worshiping Baal and all kinds of gods, mixing religion, syncretic. Yet, in this graphic illustration that Homer illustrated every day to her husband in her unfaithfulness, as any human father loves his children unconditionally, their father loved them both, calling for them to return to him, to return to scripture, to return to his law, to return to his obedience. Then he would forgive them if they would return and be faithful. He would restore them again. <clears throat> yes, God uses this illustration of two sisters to demonstrate Israel's to the north's corruption and treason against him. And at the time of Hosea, the opposite sister in Judah, these two sisters had the same father himself. They had been taught all the same things out of God's word. All the same law, the same gospel, the same hope of the Messiah who would save them from their sins. Both had been given the temple where God's law was read, where the promise of sending a Savior, a Messiah, was constantly revealed in the morning and in the evening sacrifice of animals on the altar in the temple. 
Yes, for 500 years already. <clears throat> At the time of Hosea, a great difference. The tribes to the north unfaithful, the tribes to the south faithful. Now God carries that theme to Judah in the future, in 125 years when they will also sin. Yes, even worse, more than their sister to the north. Yes, more and deeper away from him. And then God sends the king of Babylon against them to destroy them for the 19th time. Oh, again, we must always remember, for a Christian to sin is infinitely worse than the sins of a heathen. Sin is sin, of course, but there are many different degrees of sin, all end in hell. But because Christians have been taught out of his word, out of his law, their punishment in hell is far, far greater. Yes, God calls to you and to me today to flee from sin, to forsake the world, to take up our cross and to follow Jesus, that we may be sanctified from our sin in his blood and become more and more holy. For he says, I am holy. Be ye holy. Oh, do you hear his voice this morning? Has your ears been opened? Has your heart been pricked to understand? I have sinned against a good doing and a perfect God. And I've hewn out broken cisterns which can hold no water. I have sinned against God. Oh, have you ever learned that? Have you ever experienced that? Has it ever brought you into beatitude, repentance? For now we come to our third point, how similar we are today to the other 31 times documented in history and in scripture. Don't take my word for it. This is in history and in scripture recorded that Christendom has blatantly forsaken God, left Scripture, and syncretically embraced any one of the thousands of Satan's false Christs. Thirty-two times counting today. O oh, horror of horror! Following Satan's false Christ, which looks so Christian, looks so good, they did in Hosea's time. They did in Jeremiah's time. They did all 32 times. But they were invented to deceive mankind. Satan can portray himself as an angel of light and be elected as a leader in the Christian church. Oh, so sadly, Amos's famine, the lack of the full preaching of the word of God, is always the culprit, is always the reason why these 32 times of Christian apostasy happen. 
the lack of the full preaching of the word of God has also almost consumed Christendom today. Oh, as we finish with the year 2023 and hope to live and begin the new year 2024 with all of its unknowns, with all of its vast potentials. Oh, then on the surface we have many reasons to fear that unless we as a country, unless we as Christendom correct our 29 errors away from Scripture and return to God and to His Word again, it will be a worse year of apostasy than last year. It will be a worse year than the year of Hosea that we're preaching about this morning. Worse year than the time of Jeremiah, which we hope to preach of tomorrow morning. Worse because sin was worse. We have the full word of gospel of God today. They did not. <clears throat> worse today. Oh, how can that be? Some will say. Oh, look at every research study, every survey measuring the levels of belief in the last generation, in the last hundred years. Every single one of those surveys measures the level of belief in the inerrancy of belief of the Bible. It has shown year by year by year for the last hundred years a steady, relentless, willful decline among the Christian churches. A willful decline <coughs> in the belief of, of the Bible, in the application of the doctrines of the Bible, in its fundamental and foundational reformational doctrines, we have been taught by God out of his word to all of his children. Yes, count them in this last generation, a hundred years. And with each year, the documented research shows this same horrific decline of doctrinal belief within Christendom. Yes, we have been as Homer, Hosea's wife, unfaithful to God. A hundred years ago, you could look within Christendom, there was a 99% belief in scriptural inerrancy. Everyone believed the Bible. But today, Today, a hundred years later amongst the millennials, this is documented now, documented evidence, the belief of the inerrancy of Scripture stands at 1%. 1%! Oh, how unfaithful homers we are today. This horrific reality of Christendom and of Christians forsaking God and embracing the world, as we said, is not my word. 
It is documented by thousands of research studies done over the last generation. Thousands of them all showing our unfaithfulness as Homer to Hosea. Oh, remember, there's never been one research study in the last generation that has demonstrated an improvement in scriptural belief, except for short and temporary periods of emotional time, such as the beginning of a national war or a national catastrophe. No, it has shown a relentless, relentless, relentless decline as Homer's wife, as Homer, Hosea's wife. Oh, let us stop and think about this for a moment and try to fathom how far Christendom has fallen in these 100 years. Yes, Scripture tells us in the last days, perilous times shall come. Perilous times. Oh, look around at the perilous times we are living in, where 50% of Christendom believes the lie of transgenderism, same-sex marriage, homosexuality. 50% openly call that the new holiness. <clears throat> and fast approaching, we fear 90%. Oh, who can fathom such a deep, deep falling away from God's word? Such a deep apostasy from God's holy word, from his church. Oh, as we have preached throughout these years, today it is easy to identify <clears throat> 29 clear, obvious, and abominable ways that we as Christians have rejected God's word and turned it upside down as to its real and intended application within Christian lives. Yes, we know that God is still hyper-exceedingly jealous of his bride, the church, he is married to us, and he is calling to you and to me. Turn ye, turn ye, return to my word, and I will not destroy your sinning and corrupt church. Yes, rather than tolerating a stain, a stain of sin in God's bride, he will rather destroy her. Oh, and he does this by simply removing his Shekinah glory from those Christian churches which have slipped <coughs> even 1% away from Scripture, away from orthodoxy, away from scriptural doctrines, and even and even have 99% truth left. Oh, that's not enough. God will have everything. Oh, what will he do with a church that has 
only 1% left then, as we've seen, documented of the millennials of our day. Oh, we don't have to wonder. God says that he will spew out those unfaithful ones. He withdraws his Shekinah glory from them. Oh, their church may continue on, but it continues on without God. Oh, what a great judgment it is for God to remove his Shekinah glory. But as we said, God will not tolerate, he will not have any spot in his precious bride, the church. <clears throat> oh, we see him saying that in Hosea, in Jeremiah 3, verse 20. Surely as a wife treacherously departeth from her husband, so have ye departed treacherously with me. O house of Israel, said the Lord to Hosea. Yes, 2023 was another year of growing apostasy from God. The research shows it plainly. And if Christendom does not repent, then we may say, based upon God's word, that 2024 will be even worse. If we live that long, and if the Lord shall not appear on the clouds, oh, the judgment clouds hang so low over Christendom today, just like at the time of Hosea, just like the time of Jeremiah, just like all 32 times, God's judgments hang low. This is the great falling away. And if not, I don't know how it could be greater. Where 90% of Christendom will disobey God's word openly, calling what sin God has condemned in the Bible 30 times as an abomination, the new holiness. Oh, do not be like Hosea's wife, Homer. Let us return to God. Let us be faithful again, and then the Lord will not destroy us. Amen.